All right, welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Babyface Podcast. Now, if you guys want to follow me on social media, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Stanley051192, and you can also follow me on Instagram at StanleyPierre0511. And if you guys want to uh, support the show and donate uh, money, you know, um, it's... Uh, you know, optional and never ever mandatory uh, on my anchor website where you can listen to this podcast. Uh, you can click the support button and, you know, you can donate some money and, you know, just uh, help me out in trying to make this podcast uh, something big and, and, and extravagant. So, yeah, tonight uh, we had, oh, wait, actually, we had NXT uh, last night. Um, and so, you know, I basically, uh, watched the show today. Um, uh, you know, if you guys don't know, um, AEW and NXT, they're both on Wednesday night at 8 PM. AEW is on TNT. NXT is on the USA network. I usually watch AEW first on Wednesday night. And then I watch NXT the next day. Uh, you know, next day being today, Thursday. And so, uh, I finished watching the show and all in all, I thought this was, a pretty good NXT. I, I thought this was uh, a very entertaining show. Um, you know, a, a lot happened on the show tonight, and, and we got um, you know some some major news uh, regarding uh, NXT uh, next week, which I'll get into in a little bit. And uh, you know, we saw uh, footage from you know uh, talent that was being interviewed after their matches at uh takeover in your house because you know this was uh the fallout show from nxt takeover in your house and so uh yeah like i said before i thought this was a, a really really good show and i was definitely uh entertained by a lot of the things that um uh, we saw on the show um only probably like only one bad thing on the show uh which i'll get to in a little bit but everything else on the show i thought was was really good and so the show started off with NXT champion Adam Cole, along with uh, Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish, the Undisputed Era. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly was not with the Undisputed Era, uh, you know, because, um, you know, uh, COVID-19 is still going on, even though it's, it's slowly but surely starting to die down. And, you know, Kyle O'Reilly is diabetic and, you know, um, he has a high immune system, so he can't be, you know, like doing anything uh, uh, like in the ring because, you know, there's a chance that, you know, he may easily catch the coronavirus from somebody. And so, uh, yeah, um, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish and uh, Roderick Strong, the Undisputed Era, uh, minus Kyle O'Reilly, they came out to start the show. Cole grabbed a mic and he cut a promo and he said his title reign will continue. He also said nobody believed Velveteen Dream would win the NXT title. He also said Dream is one of the best in the world, but he's not Adam Cole and nobody else is Adam Cole. Then he says, uh, since he beat Dream, uh, beat, uh, Velveteen Dream can no longer challenge for the NXT championship. Uh, William Regal did not come out to 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 um, you know make that call, even though 
uh, Adam Cole was promised that last week if he beat Velveteen uh, Dream at TakeOver, you know, uh, William Regal would come out at the next NXT and, and, and go to the ring and, you know, pretty much say that uh, Velveteen Dream can no longer get a title shot as long as Adam Cole is champion. And so, what else do we have here? Um, so then he starts talking about Dexter Loomis, who made an appearance during the backlot the during uh, the backlot brawl at Takeover in your house uh, between Dream and Cole. So Cole starts talking about Dexter Loomis. He said he doesn't know what his problem is. Uh, and he says Loomis is a freak that always gets in his business. So Bobby Fish uh, then said Loomis is obsessed with them. And he also said that Loomis had him and Roderick Strong locked in a trunk for 12 hours at TakeOver. And I I, I did not believe that. <laughs> I do not believe that, honestly. But, hey, it's in storyline. And, you know, it's kayfabe. So uh, you got to put over uh, Dexter Loomis and his character. So... After that, uh, Roddy then says everybody knows he doesn't like being stuffed in trunks and fish and Cole awkwardly just stared at him. Uh, it was, I guess this was like an unintentional sort of like joke and everything. And I wasn't laughing. I, I didn't know where it came from and, and who scripted, uh, that part of this promo. I don't know. It, it was just weird. So then Roddy uh, yells at Cole and Fish that he sees Loomis in the crowd. Cole and Fish uh, quickly turn around, but Loomis disappears. Cole tells Roddy to calm down. Cole then says he has, uh, oh no wait, Cole then says he has Fish and Roddy's back. Cole then talks about his match with Loomis later in the show. He says he's going to beat Loomis and send him send him back to the drawing board where he belongs. Uh, Loomis is then shown in the crowd again as the Undisputed Era leave the ring and pose on the ramp. So a uh, very good segment here uh, to start the show. You know, um, Dexter Loomis is growing on me. You know, uh, I remember first seeing him in Impact Wrestling as Samuel Shaw, and I was not a fan of him at all. Like... I don't know, I just looked at him and I was just like, what's so great about him, you know, like, but, you know, he's on NXT now as uh, Dexter Loomis and, you know, he's really improving and he's really getting better and better at his uh, creepy, uh, mysterious, uh, you know, as this uh, creepy, mysterious uh, baby face and, you know, uh, he's definitely got people talking and, 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 I don't know. I think that his character fits him and he's just pulling it off very, very well. And so, um, and, and, yeah, and, and, and I think that, you know, going forward, you know, he's probably going to feud with, uh, Roderick strong. Um, there's not going to be another takeover, uh, until maybe August or September. And, you know, I think that, um, you know, when they do Dexter Loomis versus Roderick strong, I think that, you know, it, it might be on a, a future episode of NXT. And so, um, you know, either way, uh, still a, a pretty good match. Roddy's phenomenal in the ring. Dexter Loomis, you know, he's growing on a lot of people and he's getting better and better at his current role. 
And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing, um, you know, what comes out of, you know, Dexter Loomis versus the Undisputed Era. You know, um, this guy, Dexter Loomis, he's like drawing pictures of the Undisputed Era. He's like popping up where the era is. Like, I don't know. It's just great. So then we go to a commercial break and we come back from commercial and we see... Uh, the Undisputed Era, again, Adam Cole, the NXT champion, Bobby Fish, and Roderick Strong. So, they're backstage, and Cole and Fish are trying to calm down Roddy, who's still freaking out over Loomis. Cole uh, then tells Roddy, don't let Loomis get in your head. So then, we had the North American champion, Keith Lee, along with Mia Yim. Uh, They interrupted and they got in the segment and so lee says he wonders what's next for him and then he stared at adam cole's nxt championship and says i got an idea and cole then says now is not the time as the era leaves so yeah you know um i predicted on uh my nxt takeover in your house review where you know if you guys want to listen to that review by the way you can definitely go back and 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 give that a listen uh yeah i I said um you know on my takeover in your house review that uh keith lee should be in the nxt championship picture and you know it, it looks like they're teasing uh you know him versus uh uh adam cole and you know and and that that match is not even set in stone after what we saw uh at the end of the show which i'll get into uh in a little bit but you know um keith lee uh he's making his claim that he wants the nxt championship and you know this is furthering my uh prediction uh that i made on my takeover in your house review that you know johnny gargano will eventually win uh the north american championship and he's gonna beat uh, Keith Lee for it and so right after that I wouldn't even give Keith Lee a rematch you know like don't 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 have him challenge for the title again you know just have him you know in the main event like put him straight up there with Adam Cole and you know let's get um you know let's get uh Keith Lee in 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 the main event uh NXT title picture you know I think uh he deserves it he's been working hard um, ever since he's been on NXT and, you know, I think, uh, people would, would definitely, uh, love to see that. So then we went to a commercial break. Uh, we come back from commercial and we have the NXT North American champion, Keith Lee and his well, real life girlfriend, Mia Yim versus the Garganos, uh, Johnny Gargano and his wife, Candice LeRae. And so this match was a mixed tornado tag. Uh, So basically, you know, um, like all four individuals can get involved in the match. They don't have to stand on the apron and wait for a tag. You know, it's tornado rules. So both teams had words before the bell rung. The women then had words with the opposing men. Uh, You know, Keith Lee... Like Keith Lee had Candice LeRae just all in his face, and Candice, she's like just trash talking Lee, and uh, Mia's in Johnny's face, just trash talking him. And so we had, uh, and so that wound up 
to uh, Keith Lee lifting up Candace and trying to move her out of his way. And that led to Gargano hitting him from behind. And so Lee starts trading shots with Johnny and Candice and Mia also trade shots to start the match. Uh, even though the bell uh, still hasn't officially rung yet. And, you know, the match, like, hasn't started. So, uh, Candice and Johnny then try to hit Hurricane Rana's off the second rope, but are stopped by uh, Lee and Yim. The bell finally rings. The match is underway. And Candice and Mia officially, uh, you know, officially start. Both women trade strikes in the ring, while Keith and Johnny brawl outside the ring. Johnny pulls Candice out of the ring after she's Irish whipped off the ropes by Mia. Mia tries for a suicide dive with Lee holding down the heels. The heels move out of the way and Lee catches Mia, puts her down, and they both went back to uh, dominating the heels. And so uh, Lee and Yim then drop the heels face first on the apron, leading to a commercial break. Uh, so we come back from break and minutes later into the match, Lee gets a hot tag and, uh, you know, takes it to Gargano. So Lee, Lee, uh, ended up trying to power slam both Candace and Johnny, but Candace rakes him in the eye and hits a tornado DDT with help from Johnny. And so... We had, and then we had Mia come in and dominate Candice. She tries pinning her, but Johnny breaks the count. Mia then hits Johnny with forearms and hits a German suplex on both uh, Candice and Johnny. So Mia Yim, you know, she hit a German suplex on Candice and then she hit one on Johnny. And, you know, uh, Mia Yim definitely, uh, you know, she's showing some strength and she's showing some, uh, machismo and so uh yeah i thought that was pretty cool so and and the 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 tornado ddt by by candace on uh keith lee that was pretty cool as well so um we had and then so then after that after the german suplex on both the heels by mia Candace comes back with a moonsault press for a near fall. Mia holds down Candace as Lee is walking up to her. Johnny hits Lee with an enziguri, and Lee accidentally bumps into Candace and knocks him off the apron. Lee uh, checks on Mia. Uh, you know, he actually, um, you know, uh, Mia Yim, she was selling outside the ring. And, you know, Keith Lee, he didn't get outside the ring because, you know, uh, him and Johnny are the legal men. You know, he just like looked at Mia to, to check on how she was doing. And so we had, uh, oh, so then um, Johnny, so then Johnny hits uh, Lee with a slingshot DDT and Lee actually landed on Candace uh, as soon as he uh, got hit with the DDT. So Lee has Candace so Lee then has Candace in his arms and feels bad for crushing her. So Johnny uh, then snuck up from behind and rolls up Lee, and he actually grabbed uh, Keith Lee's tights for leverage, 
and he got the dirty win. So uh, Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae, they're victorious. And so all in all, I thought this was a very fun match, very entertaining. Uh, I love what uh, Johnny and Candice are doing as heels. I think, you know, they're improving and, and, and they're, they're just getting better and better at being villains. And, you know, as I stated before, you know, um, Johnny Gargano will um, eventually win um, the North American Championship. And once he wins that championship, you know, uh, he'll be he'll be all set. And, you know, uh, we'll, we're definitely, you know, going to see, you know, Keith Lee, as I stated before, you know, we'll see Keith Lee in the main event picture uh, right after Johnny wins the title. And so, yeah, pretty good match. Uh, I, I love Candace and Johnny, um, you know, they're both really good at being heels and Keith Lee and, and, and Mia Yim, they did a, a very good job as well. And, uh, they were also entertaining. And so, uh, really good match for, for what it was. Uh, I, I definitely enjoyed it. So then we had Damien priest. Uh, he was interviewed by, I didn't get her name first, but eventually I did uh, Mackenzie Mitchell. So Damien priest, uh, is interviewed by Mackenzie Mitchell, and this was actually fil- this was uh, actually filmed uh, after uh, Priest lost to Finn Balor at Takeover, and so uh, Priest was interviewed after Takeover. So Priest said he wanted to wrestle Balor because everybody knew how good he is, uh, knew how good he was. And so he then admitted that he lost and he says that even though he lost, his name is on its way to living on forever. And so he then tells Mackenzie cute smile as he left. So right after that, we had Cameron Grimes. Uh, he was being interviewed by Mackenzie so Grimes talks about his match with Finn Balor later in the show and he mentions his previous victory over Finn so he then asks Mackenzie if she thinks he's a loser like Damian Priest he then says he doesn't know why William Regal booked him in a match with Balor again because he's gonna beat him again and so Damian Priest, uh, he interrupted the interview. He walked up to Grimes. And so uh, Grimes then talks to Priest about how close he was to beating Balor at TakeOver. Uh, Priest uh, then punches Grimes in the face and tells him to continue what he was saying. Priest laughs at Grimes on the floor, favoring his jaw, and then he leaves. And so, yeah, you know, it looks like, you know, um, NXT might turn Damian Priest babyface. And, you know, I don't think it can work. But at the same time, I'm not judging. You know, uh, I think that, you know, Damian Priest is much better at being a villain. And seeing him as a babyface, it's kind of weird, you know. And, you know, I, I... I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to to wait and see. You know, um, I assume that going forward, uh, he's probably 
you know, get a feud with Cameron Grimes and they're going to go at it with Grimes being the heel and, you know, Priest pretty much being the baby face. And uh, I don't know. Um, we'll, 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 we gotta wait and see with, with Damian Priest, you know, um, I hope they're not turning him baby face, but it looks like they are. And so then we went to a commercial break. We come back and we see footage of Io Shirai winning the NXT women's championship at takeover. Uh, you know, they also showed footage of fans all around the world, uh, sitting at home reacting to it. And just being like real happy. And, you know, there were certain um, uh, main roster talent, you know. Um, I know Asuka was there. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura was there. Um, I can't remember who else was there. But, you know, there was like main roster talent uh, congratulating Io Shirai for winning the women's title at TakeOver. And so... I don't know if they announced her for, for the show next week. I don't think they did, but you know, who knows, you know, maybe she'll be on the show. So we come, we, we actually went to a commercial break. We come back and then we see, oh no, we actually, no, wait, I'm sorry. I, I, I read uh past notes. Uh, so, uh, right after, uh, you Shirai footage, we had Indus here, I can't tell uh, them apart, and I don't really know their names. I just know Malcolm Bivens, who is the manager for uh, Indusheer. Uh, they came out. Uh, they had a, a squash match against these two jobbers who I don't even think uh, their names were mentioned on commentary. You know, um, if you blink, you miss the match. It, it was just a, a very quick squash and uh, the heels in this year, uh, they're victorious and, you know, I don't really see, I don't really, honestly, I don't, I don't really see anything in, in this year. You know, I think that they just look generic and I don't know, like there's not really like much, you know, like for us to, to, to get behind them, you know, in this year, um, you know, they haven't really done much. Uh, since appearing on NXT and you know uh, some would say that you know a lot of it has to do with the fact that you know they have other pre-existing storylines but I don't know I just look at Indusheer and I don't know they're just stale and boring to me Michael uh, Malcolm Bivens he's great but you know Indusheer like they just look stale and boring but I don't know hopefully hopefully they can get it together and 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 just uh, improve and you know make a believer out of me instead of making a critic out of me. So then we had, uh, so then, um, it was actually like during, uh, the squash match, uh, between Indusheer and these two jobbers, uh, Morrow actually said on commentary that Cameron Grimes was, was unable, uh, to wrestle Balor, uh, later on the show. And so we then went to Mackenzie Mitchell. She was backstage and she walked up to referee uh, Drake Wirtz, a.k.a. Drake Younger, uh, for all you CZW fans out there. Um, she walks up to Drake as he is video chatting with NXT general manager William Regal. Drake tells Regal that Grimes is claiming to have a broken jaw after Priest, after Damian Priest punched him in the face. 
Regal tells Drake that he wants to talk to Grimes personally. Drake, Drake says, okay, picks up the tablet, and then he left. So we go to a commercial break. We come back, and we see Mackenzie. Uh, she was with uh, Drake Works, uh, the referee. So they were f- trying to find Vic Grimes. I'm sorry, not Vic Grimes, uh, Cameron Grimes. Uh, you know, they were trying to find him backstage. And so they eventually found him. And so Grimes, uh, when they when they found him, Grimes was actually in the middle of having a conversation uh, with the with uh, two women while ignoring uh, the referee, Drake Younger. So Drake tells Grimes he's got Regal on his tablet and Regal wants to talk to him. So Regal tells Grimes to stop faking and get warmed up for his match with Finn Balor. And so after that, uh, Cameron Grimes shoot everybody away and he got ready for his match. And so then we had, let me see. Uh, oh, so then we had a video package highlighting Tyler Breeze and Fandango, the team of Breezango. Uh, they're getting an NXT tag team title shot next week against Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel of Imperium. So they talk about their individual accomplishments in NXT and on the main roster. So they then, they then talked about entertaining the fans as a tag team, but losing focus as well. And, uh, you know, like the, the whole premise of, um, this segment was to put over Breezango as legit strong challengers for Imperium and in and the uh, NXT tag team titles. You know, um, they're not going to win. <laughs> I'm t- telling you that right now, they're not going to win. But you know, I do like WWE. You know, and and NXT trying to uh, push these guys. Personally, I. I'm not a fan of Breezango. You know, I, I can care less what they do. I like Tyler Breeze. I think Tyler Breeze uh, is much better on his own as Prince Pretty. And, you know, with Fandango, you know, he tries. And, you know, he's a good hand. But I don't know. I, I just never, I was just never a fan of Fandango. He has a cool leg drop off the top rope. But I don't know. I, I just never liked Breezango. And, you know, uh, I'm sure they'll put up a good fight next week against uh, Imperium, but they're not going to win. You know, uh, Eichner and, and, and Bartel, they're going to keep the tag team titles. And who knows who they lose them to, but I know it's not going to be Breezango next week. And so after that, we see footage of Karrion Cross beating Tommaso Ciampa at TakeOver in your house. And so then we see footage of um, uh, we see more uh, post-match footage uh, and interviews from TakeOver in your house. So there was an interviewer and a cameraman. They caught up with Tommaso Ciampa as he was leaving the building, uh, you know, the performance center. So Ciampa's being interviewed while he's leaving, but he's ignoring questions. The interview is asking the interviewer is asking him regarding his takeover loss. And so Champa eventually gets in his car and leaves. So, uh, yeah, you know, Champa, uh, you know, frustrated and, and, and a little upset that he wasn't able to be carrying cross, but you know, uh, I think that, you know, these two are, are gonna, 
continue their feud. You know, they're 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 probably, you know, they're probably gonna have one more match until uh you know they both move on and and do, you know, uh, other things on television. You know, uh, Tommaso Ciampa was just used uh, to to put over Karrion Cross, even though he still looked strong in that match at Takeover with, you know, Cross. He had his uh, submission hold on uh, Tommaso Ciampa, and Ciampa didn't tap out; he just passed out. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, who knows uh, what will happen uh, going into the future with uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Karrion Cross? You know, Ciampa is not going to win the feud. You know, he, he's just he's just being used to 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 make Cross look good and strong, but you know, uh, the I think you know the next time they meet in the ring, they'll probably have a much better match than uh their match at Takeover in your house, and you know, Champa is probably going to be more prepared and, and, and more ready for uh what Karrion Cross uh brings to him in the ring. So then uh, we had, so then we went to a commercial break, come back. And so we had uh, Mackenzie Mitchell. She was interviewing Rhea Ripley. And so this is actually on the show. This wasn't an interview uh, filmed after takeover. Uh, this was uh, filmed for the show. So Mackenzie interviews Rhea Ripley Rhea says she left everything she had in the ring at TakeOver, but EO saw an opportunity and took advantage of it. Good on her. I agree. So we had Robert Stone with his hair messed up and, and his suit all wrinkled and stuff. Uh, you know, he walks up and so uh, he asks Rhea, if she can feel this client slash manager chemistry, he then says together we can make the Robert Stone, the Robert Stone brand bigger than it's ever been. Rhea tells him the chances of her joining the Robert Stone brand are one in a million. Stone gets excited thinking that he successfully recruited Rhea. Rhea tells Stone to come with her. Uh, she then ends up punching him in the gut and body slamming him into a trash barrel. And that was the end of that. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, I think that going forward, you know, th this is probably going to be a thing with Robert Stone since Chelsea Green uh, in storyline fired him because, you know, uh, per the reports, apparently Chelsea Green might go to the main roster. I don't know why, but, you know. Apparently she is. And so I think that, you know, week after week, we're going to see, you know, Robert Stone go up to uh, different women on the NXT roster to try and, you know, recruit them and, and try to, you know, get them to join the Robert Stone brand. And uh, it's definitely entertaining. You know, I, I think Robert Stone, what he's doing right now, you know, I think it's pretty good. You know, I never liked him in, in impact wrestling when he was, uh, Robbie, Robbie E, you know, I thought that that Jersey shore gimmick that, uh, they gave him was just, just so ridiculous. And I think that he's found a home in NXT and, uh, you know, his character is believable, you know, uh, uh, Robert stone, you know, he, he looks legit and, uh, you know, I like what he's doing right now on TV. And so, uh, yeah, I, I look forward to, you know, hopefully seeing him next week. I actually hope he shows up on the show uh, next week to try and uh, recruit another uh, female 
on the NXT roster. So then, uh, let me turn my notes around. We had Cameron Grimes going one-on-one with Finn Balor. So this this was a damn good match. This was very fun and, and very entertaining. So we get some chain wrestling between the two to start the match. Uh, Balor then takes control. Grimes tries to make a comeback, but to no avail. Grimes catches Finn. Uh, Grimes catches Finn's kicks to uh, his chest, and now he's in control. So we had some really good back and forth stuff between the two. Like I said before, really good match. So we go to a commercial break. We come back, and Grimes has Finn in a chicken wing like submission move until Finn fights out of it. Grimes then knees Balor in the gut to stop his comeback. Grimes then taunts Finn in the corner, charges at him, but gets a boot to the face. Finn starts making his comeback, drop kicks Grimes into the corner and goes for the coup de gras off the top rope. Grimes rolls out of it. And, oh yeah, Grimes rolls out of the way and Finn starts favoring his leg after he misses the move. Grimes then pins Bowler with an Oklahoma roll, but only gets a two count. And so we then got a, a great sequence of reversals and, and I believe strikes between the two. And that led to Grimes getting a two getting a two count after he used an inside cradle on Finn. Grimes then goes for his cave-in finishing move, uh, you know, the, the jumping uh, double foot stomp to the chest. But Finn avoids it and hits the 1916 for a near fall. Uh, Morrow on commentary called it a reverse 1916, which, you know, I love Morrow, but no, it's not. So uh, then uh, we had uh, Finn avoids it. It's 1916 for a near fall. Finn then finally lands the coup de gras off the top rope on Grimes and follows it up with the Bloody Sunday DDT for the win. And so they actually, on commentary, they called it a, 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 a regular 1916. And again, it's not, you know, it's a Bloody Sunday DDT, but WWE doesn't want to use the word uh, they, they don't want to use the term bloody Sunday cause you know, um, you know, some people may get offended and, 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 you know, like WWE is a publicly traded company. So, you know, uh, they got to make decisions <laughs> like this. And so some people don't like it, but you know, it's what they got to do. So, yeah. Uh, and so, and then, and then after the match, before I forget, so after the match, uh, we had, Finn, he looked into the camera and he basically called out Keith Lee for a North American title shot. And, you know, he basically, um, you know, told Keith Lee, uh, I believe his words were, um, uh, Keith Lee, when you get done playing house, come and see me. And, you know, those are his words right there. And so, you know, Keith Lee versus Finn Balor for the North American championship, you know, I think that's a must-see match. I think that, you know, um, if they have that match, uh, there's no doubt in my mind Johnny Gargano is going to uh, get involved in some sort of way. And, you know, that'll probably lead to a, a disqualification of some sorts. And then, you know, we get a, a 
probably a triple threat match between the two. You know, Johnny versus Finn versus Keith Lee for the North American title. And then that's where, you know, Johnny will win. You know, he'll have the North American title. And like I said before, Keith Lee will move on to uh, Adam Cole and and uh, the NXT Championship. And so, uh, yeah, this was a, a really, really good match. Uh, Cameron Grimes, he, he's great. Uh, he, you know, he's a really good pro wrestler, you know. Um, you know, you might not think much uh, looking at him first glance, but the guy can work in the ring, and, and he's very, very talented. And so, yeah, great match. Um then we had Casey Catanzaro versus uh, Dakota Kai. Uh, this was a fun, f- fun, decent, uh, okay match. Um, not much happened in the match, but uh, let's see here. Casey, she lands a slingshot senton, and Kai then rolls out of the ring. Casey... Oh no, a Kai, uh, she, catches, she catches Casey's legs on the apron, but Casey hits a grounded Hurricane Rana off the apron to the outside floor. And so Casey, Casey Catanzaro, you know, uh, this girl is very athletic. You know, I was, I'm watching her just like moving the ring and I'm just like, man, like this girl, like she's flexible, she's agile, like she's very athletic and you know. Uh, that's where uh, the Ninja Warrior background comes in, I assume. And so, yeah, uh, Casey Catanzaro, she, she's great in the ring. And I'm glad she's back uh, in NXT because I think that, you know, she has a chance to, 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 to be something special uh, down in uh, the yellow and black brand. And so uh, the match then spilled back into the ring. And Kai hit her signature corner running boot to Casey's face for a near fall. Casey then uh, used a sunset flip on Dakota for a near fall. Uh, Casey then hits Dakota with corner punches and chops until Dakota fires back with a kick to the face and a detonation kick, which... On commentary, uh, you know, they called it uh, the 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 G2K, like the the go to kick, uh, you know, uh, playing off uh, go to sleep, um, you know, the name of it um, by CM Punk and Kenta. And, you know, personally, I'm not I'm not calling it that. Like, I'm just going to call it the detonation kick. Uh, I, I don't want to disrespect CM Punk and Kenta like that. And so, uh, uh, Dakota, she hit the detonation kick uh, for the win. And so, yeah, uh, Dakota Kai, uh, she's victorious. So then after the match, uh, Raquel and Dakota attacked Casey until Caden Carter made the save. Carter is then uh, stopped by Raquel. Uh, Raquel picks her up and hits her with a cradle slam-like maneuver as her and Dakota stand tall. So, you know, um, like I said, um, decent match for what it was. Not much happened. Um, you know, uh, Casey Catanzaro, um, you know, if you're a fan of hers, you're probably going to like this match because of what she did in the ring and just how athletic she is. And, uh, you know, with this win, you know, that tells me that, you know, it looks like, 
uh, NXT is going to book Dakota Kai and Io Shirai for the women's title. And I think that's going to be a really good match. I think Dakota Kai uh, deserves it. You know, she's been improving the last few months and she has, I think, redefined her career. And, you know, she's done such a fabulous job uh, in her role as a heel with uh, Raquel Gonzalez. And, you know, she's she's just doing good stuff. And yeah, I'm looking forward to, to, to seeing her and Io Shirai, hopefully for the women's title. And so then we go to a commercial break. We come back and we have Timothy Thatcher who's standing in a ring and he's got like, uh, some like young kids in front of them, uh, in front of him, you know, he's got, uh, trainees, um, in front of him. And so Timothy Thatcher says he plans, you know, uh, he's basically, you know, he's going to train these guys. And so, uh, Timothy Thatcher, uh, he goes into this, this big deal about how hard, you know, training is going to be and how much he's going to push these guys. Um, you know, I think he said, you know, uh, don't be crybabies when you're in here. Don't complain. And, uh, yeah, that was that. And so, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, where this goes. Uh, Timothy Thatcher, he looks like a legit tough guy. And, uh, you know, I think that, you know, he's, he's probably going to yell at these young kids. He's going to beat them up. Uh, he's he's just going to torment these guys and, 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 you know, just show them the ropes and, and, and just, you know, teach him how to wrestle. Uh, and that's probably not going to be fun, uh, for the trainees. And so, Looking forward to that. I think that's going to be a, a pretty good segment. So then we have the new cruiserweight champion, El 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 Hijo del Fantasma. Uh, this this was a very good segment, uh, by the way. Uh, El El Hijo del Fantasma, the new cruiserweight champion. Uh, he comes out, and so he starts like he grabs a mic. And, you know, he starts talking in Spanish. I don't know exactly what he said. I don't speak Spanish, but uh, he starts talking in Spanish and he's quickly interrupted by Drake Maverick. So Drake comes out and he congratulates Phantasma for winning the Cruiserweight Championship. He says that since he's now full time on NXT, he knows he can beat Phantasma, but only if Phantasma agrees to give him another Cruiserweight Championship match. Phantasma says yes, and just as they're about to shake hands, uh, we had uh, masked luchadors who, you know, we've seen them the last few the last few months on NXT television. Uh, they've been, you know, like pulling up, um, you know, in parking lots in the parking lot of the performance center. And they've been like getting out and kidnapping and abducting, you know, uh, certain, uh, people on the roster and they made, they made their presence felt and, you know, they came out. And so, um, they actually, uh, tried to like trap, uh, Drake and Phantasma in the ring. Um, you know, uh, Drake and Phantasma, they were like staring at these guys, like ready for a fight. And so, you know, just as luchadors were about to get in the ring, uh, Phantasma turns around and uh, Drake turns around as well. And Phantasma turns heel and he headbutt 
uh, Drake Maverick. And so he and the Luchadors, uh, they start attacking Drake Maverick. And so, you know, they're just like beating him up in the ring. And so Phantasma. Um, oh, wait, let me go to my go to the next page of my notes. Uh, so uh, Drake in Phantasma. Um, Pedo Drake in the ring. Oh, so yeah. So then we had uh, Phantasma. He actually ordered the Luchadors to stop and step back from Drake. So then uh, he, uh, you know, basically tells the Luchadors to take off their mask. And so they take off their mask and they're revealed as Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza who were originally abducted uh, by, um, you know, Phantasma. And, you know, this this whole thing was basically uh, a setup, you know. Um, you know, uh, and, and, and the funny thing is to me, like, it sort of makes sense for Phantasma to do this because, you know, like, you know, he was either or like he was around either before during or after uh an nxt wrestler would get abducted by uh these luchadors and you know who knows if you know there's more luchadors in this now heel stable and uh yeah like i don't know like when you really think about it it's not really that surprising uh, cause you know, like I said before, Phantasma was there in the parking lot, either before, during, or after, uh, these luchadors, uh, would abduct people and, you know, just like throw them in the back of like a van and just like drive off. So then they unmask and yep. So then Phantasma, uh, he hits the Phantom driver on Drake. And so Phantasma then unmasked himself, shows his face, and then I like this here. Uh, he looked at the hard camera and said that his name is Santos Escobar, and he's the cruiserweight champion, and no one can stop him. Wild and Mendoza then hit double top rope splashes on Drake. So yeah, this was a, a very very good segment. Um, you know. I really liked how this played out with uh, Phantasma, Drake, and these luch these luchadors. Um, you know, there's no doubt in my mind that, you know, this is now going to be a thing. You know, Drake Maverick is going to have to, you know, uh, fight the odds once again. And he has to, you know, get past Mendoza and Joaquin Wilde to get to Escobar and the Cruiserweight title. And so I think they can have some pretty good matches. Uh, I think in the end, Drake Maverick will uh, win the Cruiserweight Championship. He'll get his hands on uh, Escobar. And, you know, I think he's going to take the title. And I just hope that there's a live crowd uh, to see that. So that way, you know, we can get that, that, that just feel good pop, you know, seeing somebody you know, work extremely hard and just go through roadblock after roadblock after roadblock, uh, eventually winning the NXT championship. So, you know, I'm definitely, um, curious and I'm definitely interested to see where this is going and yeah, you know, uh, Drake versus Escobar. And, you know, um, I think that, 
you know, they're definitely going to have a lot of people watching. You know, I know that um, a lot of people were on the Drake Maverick bandwagon uh, during the Cruiserweight tournament because, uh, you know, everybody found out Drake was released uh, after WrestleMania and they felt bad for him. But, you know, they, they, they released him, but he still had to compete in the Cruiserweight title tournament. And so, you know, they basically... Uh, Drake was, was basically used, uh, for sympathy by the fans. You know, they, they saw him and they were just like, yeah, let's cheer for this guy. You know, like <laughs> the cruiserweight title, you know, it, it, that's the only thing that, that he's got going for him. And yeah, I, I think that, you know, Drake Maverick will, uh, eventually win the cruiserweight championship, uh, after, you know, fighting through Joaquin Wilde and, and, and Raul Mendoza and, and, uh, Santos and you know he's just you know fighting the odds and stuff and so yeah I think that's going to be great so <clears throat> what do we have after this oh so then uh, we went to a commercial break we came back and we had the Undisputed Era once again backstage so Adam Cole says Dexter Loomis is a freak Roddy then finds a drawing of Dexter Loomis. Oh, no, wait, uh, Roddy. He then finds a drawing that Loomis did of the Undisputed Era. I think, like, the, 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 the drawing was, like, all four members lying on the ground with, like, blood on their face. I don't know. Like, it's just gruesome stuff. Uh, Dexter Loomis is weird, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, he's, he's doing a really good job at, at being weird as well. So, Roddy finds this drawing Loomis did of the era. So, Roddy starts screaming that Loomis was here. Uh, Cole and Fish, uh, they don't believe Roddy. And then they tried calming him down again. Cole then tells Strong to take a deep breath because he's going to the ring to beat the crap out of Loomis. Cole and Fish then leave. And so, right after they leave, uh, Strong picks up the drawing, he looks at it, and then he looks up, and he sees Dexter Loomis looking at him through the mirror of a door. So, Roddy runs away and shouts to Cole and Fish that Loomis was here. And so, uh, yeah, this is, this is, I don't know, this is like some good stuff uh, with, with Roderick Strong and Dexter Loomis. So... Then we go to a commercial, we come back, and it was actually announced uh, next week on NXT that Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart are going to get a, a, a women's tag team title shot. So they're going to challenge either Sasha Banks or Bayley, the Iconics, or Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. And, you know, we're going to find that out uh, at Backlash. So a uh, great move by NXT. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart, you know, uh, I think, you know, they're growing on me and they're, they, they've been getting better and better, um, you know, as time, you know, has gone on and yeah, you know, they're not going to win the tag team titles next week, but, uh, whoever, uh, they're challenging for the tag team titles, whether it's the Iconics, Bailey or Sasha or, uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, you know, I think that, you know, it's probably, it's probably going to be, a a really really good match you know most likely it's going to be against Bailey and Sasha 
uh, you know, I don't see them losing the tag team titles at Backlash on Sunday after they just won them a week ago on Raw. And so, you know, I think Sasha and Bailey versus Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart, that's going to be a really, really fun match. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah, so we had, the, we had the main event, Adam Cole versus Dexter Loomis, non-title match. So we had Cole corner Loomis with punches and chops in the corner, but Loomis fights back. He blocks a kick by Cole and punches him in the face. Cole then kicks Loomis off the apron. So we go to a commercial and we come back and we see Cole stop Loomis's comeback with a backstabber for a near fall. Cole then talks Loomis and uh, Loomis slowly gets back up with a smile on his face. Cole then takes him back down with a neck breaker. Loomis then starts making a comeback. He hits Cole with a German suplex for a near fall. Loomis charges at Cole in the corner and Cole catches him with a super kick for a near fall. Cole then goes for the last shot, uh, but Loomis ducked and hit Cole with a spine buster. And then he hit Cole with mounted punches to the face. So, uh, Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong, who were at ringside in support of Adam Cole, you know, cheering them on, uh, they tried to attack Loomis, uh, while Cole had the ref distracted, but Loomis disappeared to the other side of the ring, and he then got in the ring, snuck up behind Cole, and he hits a, another spine buster for a near fall, Cole gets his knees up when Loomis goes for a swanton bomb off the top rope. So Adam Cole then went for the Panama Sunrise, but Loomis catches him and traps him in an arm triangle submission. Fish, uh, Bobby Fish then distracts the referee while Roderick Strong gets on the apron and hits Loomis with an enziguri to the back of the head. Cole then hits the last shot for the win, and uh, that was that. So Adam Cole's victorious. Uh, not much uh, happened in this match. You know, it was okay for what it was. Um, you know, like I said before, Dexter Loomis, uh, he's getting better and better, and he's growing. He's growing on me, and I think that you know he's growing on a lot of people. And you know, he's just you know just improving. And and this 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 character he has of this just weird sick human being is just working and so uh yeah and and adam cole as always uh he's great and and you know uh he was on his a game so you know decent match it was okay for what it was not much happened but you know uh they did uh make it competitive for the short time that it was given so let's see right after the match we had fish and strong uh they left the ring but Adam Cole stayed. So he then taunted an unconscious Loomis, but Loomis uh, tricks Adam Cole. He quickly wakes up and puts Cole back in the arm and head submission that he used during the match, uh, the arm triangle submission. Uh, Fish and Strong quickly get back in the ring and attack Loomis until Velveteen Dream comes out and makes the save and fights off Fish. Strong then sees Loomis and starts running away from him in fear. So back in the ring, Adam Cole, Adam Cole stands tall by himself, but the lights go out with the spotlight on him. Scarlet then appears on the stage 
and she walks to ringside and places an hourglass into the ring. Crowd starts chanting TikTok with Karrion Cross's logo appearing on the Titantron. Cole stares at the hourglass and the show ends. And so that was NXT, folks. And so, yeah, um, you know, I, I, I don't know, like. I don't really want to see Karrion Cross and Adam Cole for the NXT Championship right now. I think it's way too early. You know, this is just like the Brian Cage situation in AEW. You know, the guy comes in, has like one match, and he's automatically getting a world title shot. And, you know, I I, I don't think, you know, stories like that are never, ever good uh, in wrestling. You know, I feel like that sort of like, takes away and it's like almost like a slap in the face to everybody else on the roster that you know were there like way before you that you know came in and just got one win and just automatically got a title shot i like i just think it's a mistake you know if nxc is going with uh adam cole versus carrying cross for the nxc championship and you know i did read a report that you know when uh uh, Karrion Cross uh, was negotiating with WWE. You know, he want he wanted to be pushed like a star, and you know he wanted to be, you know, one of the main focal points, whether it's Raw, SmackDown, or NXT. And it looks like he's getting his wish, and it looks like you know he's going to be feuding with Adam Cole for the NXT Championship. You know, I don't want to see it, but you know, who knows what happens? You know, like I said before, I think Keith Lee right now is perfect for an NXT championship match. I think you gotta, you gotta go with him, you know, and not carrying cross, you know, maybe, you know, after, um, you know, uh, after, um, Keith Lee loses the North American championship, you can put him and cross in a match. And, you know, the winner of that match gets an NXT title shot and maybe, you know, Adam Cole and the undisputed era interfere, and, you know, the referee throws out the match and William Regal books a triple threat between uh, Adam Cole, Karrion Cross, and Keith Lee for the NXT Championship. But, you know, I think that would be a perfect idea. And, you know, I think that just, like, I don't know, like like I said before, like, it's just puzzling to me how Karrion Cross is automatically, it looks like he's automatically going to be put in the NXT title picture after having just like two matches like on the show. So I don't know, but it is what it is though. But, uh, real quick. So let me see. Was there anything else I wanted to talk about? Um, no, nothing else. So yeah. So, uh, that was NXT folks. Uh, really, really good show. Uh, the stuff with, with Cole, uh, Dexter Loomis, and the Undisputed Era was great. Uh, the stuff with, um, you know, the stuff with uh, Damian Priest was okay, uh, even though I don't want NXT to turn him babyface. Uh, the stuff with, who else? Uh, Drake Maverick, uh, and, and now uh, Santos Escobar, uh, that was great. Um, good win by Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. I really hope, um, uh, Raquel Gonzalez gets, um, I'm sorry. Uh, I really hope Dakota Kai, uh, gets the title shot against Io Shirai, uh, cause she definitely deserves it. And so, yeah, all in all, just a really, really good show and, and just, uh, an awesome episode of NXT. 
So, uh, yeah, uh, I want to thank you guys also for tuning in to the Babyface podcast. Uh, thank you for listening to me for an hour, uh, damn near an hour. So, again, if you guys want to support uh, the show on my Anchor website where you can listen to this podcast, uh, you can click on the support button and donate money to the show. Uh, it's optional, not mandatory. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Stanley051192 and Instagram at StanleyPierre0511. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening to the show. And I will be back tomorrow night with your Friday night SmackDown review. So uh, thank you guys and have a good night and I'll see you tomorrow.